thing for me to do Is to get you To know me Within 16 bars That's the hardest thing Who is K-Dot? It's the 80s show The Aftermath Appreciation Show for June 20th, 2018 How's it going everybody? Oh man, I missed last week I, I, I wanted to do it last week But we had a company event, a dinner and whatnot And other commitments and other stuff that's happening Personal life, blah 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 It's been so busy that I uh, I could not do it I could not record And I wanted so much to talk about last week uh, Which was, uh, well... <laughs> I mean, this sounds like a late news already in the ever fast moving media world that we live in today. You know, Kate Spade died, Anthony Bourdain died, and then I watched the first season of the 13 Reasons Why. And I'm just going like, what the fuck? Everyone's to kill themselves. CM Punk lost his fight, which is not a surprise. I'm going to talk about that first. It's a little late take on it. Um, CM Punk, Mike Jackson fight. If you haven't listened to my uh, old, one of the early offsoats uh i used to have those when i had a lot of things that i just want to vent about uh i had an offsoat what was it 2.5 3.5 uh it was a cm punk ufc 203 after the cm punk's first ever uh ufc fight talking about hey what happens uh, uh 2.5 ufc 203 and cm punk story and main thing i wanted to get that i go listen to that episode uh Main thing I want to talk about there is that hey CM Punk, uh, whatever his rudimentary fightness and all that that he had fight very limited fighting skills he has, uh, some of the philosophy life lessons you get out of that, especially you know those living in a corporate life or something, uh, I think you would feel what he says and following his career in the Ring of Honor WWE and then the UFC what happened I completely understand. That said, the fucking second fight shouldn't have happened on the main card of a UFC, and it was a fucking a portion of a fucking fight. I, I know that expression is like not preferred, like the cancer in the locker room, that kind of shit. But ah, goddamn, that was a, one of the most awful fights that I've seen in my life. Uh, <laughs> I came home drunk and then caught up with the UFC highlights, watched that god awful mess, and I go like, what the fuck are these guys doing? And Mike Jackson, the one that CM Punk fought. I don't know why he didn't end the fight. He was ridiculous too. I don't know why he milked it out all the way. You know, there's some conspiracy theory like the Joe Rogan says, like, I don't know, baby, he's paid. I don't know. I don't know, Mike. I don't know. Oh, Mike Goldberg's not there anymore. I cannot do my Joe Rogan impression right now. But like, oh, Mike Jackson was probably paid to keep him standing so it would have embarrassed Punk like in the McGall fight in the minute 22 or something. The first fight from like 2016. But I'm like, fuck, come on, man. Like, should have ended it. He got his ass whooped. Punk is not an athlete, never played sports. He went sp- straight into professional wrestling. His, I said rudimentary. It's like, my God. I think saying rudimentary fighter is generous, but he should quit. He should just like walk away at this point. Like, stop. First time he fought Mickey Gall and then gave that speech. You know, you know what? At least he, he shut up and put up and then did it. But... Second time, third time, I'm just like, yeah. And then Dana White says, yeah, probably not going to happen at UFC. He said that the first time and it still fucking happened the second time. So I'm like, as long as he, as long as he draws money, he'll fight. But I'm like, I don't think it's going to draw that much. It's like, why am I paying $65 for an HD for a shitty ass fight that see the guy get whooped for 20 minutes for no reason? I'm, I'm sorry. Like, that's stupid. I wouldn't, I don't watch it. So anyways, go listen to episode 2.5. Also 2.5. 
to listen to the CM Punk story. Um, main subject with the that with us that I missed last week with a whole bunch of suicide. Everybody's getting suicidal. I and then like suicide rate is up and all that. And I Kate Spade obviously had some marriage trouble with her ex husband now. Uh, you know, like he's like I try to say marriage and all that stuff. I have no idea. I have no idea that like what what the hell happened like she had a suicide note oh she had a suicide note that which one i didn't know he had which says ask daddy love you or something like b i always loved you this is not your fault ask daddy what the fuck oh my god and anthony bourdain i mean i heard he always like struggled with some of the depression and stuff but like he one time he mentioned in the interview Depression, isolation, and I feel so very isolated. And then, like, all he does is, like, <laughs> go around, eat, travel, and stuff. And sometimes, like, I'm all alone. And then, like, fuck, this sucks. And then, like, he just feels it down, you know? What did he say? I feel, kind of, like, kind of a freak, and I feel very isolated. I communicate for a living, but I'm horrible at communicating with people I care about. Uh... There's there's an evil cheeseburger that sets me off. Suddenly, I'm super depressed for days. It's like that with uh, good stuff, too. I have a couple of happy minutes where I'm thinking life is pretty good. And then this... I don't know, man. Like, now, like, every... The 13 reasons why... I mean, first season is a great follow. It's kind of rough, but I'm like... I think it's a little over the top where they did things... And then I didn't see the second season. I marathoned it one night, one uh, Friday, Saturday night. And I go like, uh, yeah, it was, uh, first season was pretty good. Shocking, obviously. Um, way they got graphic and shit. But at the same time, I go like, ah, suspending my belief to say, like, this is a very realistic high school or something. I just go like, I don't know, man. I just go like, eh. And then some of the time, it's a high school gets cringy moment. I mean, Really good take on high school is supposed to be cringy, like you know, super bad or something. But like this one was just a little too much. I'm just like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so, but that obviously covers suicide, suicidal, you know, stuff. And then they said, do not, you know, call this hotline and stuff. This content is disturbing and all that. I mean, but like suicide has been a topic for like. At least last week. I don't know if it is. But I, I think about what the hell happened. And then I, even when I was like hitting a hard time. And then I, I think I talked last week. Like, I think when I was in Seattle in the beginning, I was like super depressed. There were moments. I mean, and then there were burnout and depression that comes with it. But I filled out. I remember filling out the medical form, you know, when I was seeing a doctor. And then, like, do you feel like doing anything? No. Do you want to... Are you motivated? Are you know, are you always out of energy? Yes. And then, like, do you want to kill yourself? No, I don't want to kill myself. Fuck. I'm just tired. <laughs> but, like, when I... Like, did the fucking raid in Seattle, man. I think, like, drinking that much when I did back then. Like, finishing, like, half the Jack Daniels one night. <laughs> or, like, buy a 12-pack and drink six-pack all by myself. You know, to survive the rain. And looking back, I was like, ah, I guess I was depressed. I don't know how I did it. It's like, uh, I guess I survived. I filled my hours. And then I'm like, it's, it, that, that, that's fucking, that was, I guess I was depressed. And then burnt out and then got depressed. But I never felt the point of like 
and go kill myself. And then they mentioned this in the 13 reasons why, you know, like in the high school. And you, you see this commonly after like mass shooting happens or something. If you spot a hint or if you see some suspicious behavior, you know, go talk to him, go help him. And then like, fuck, man, Anthony Bourdain acted like it's nothing in front of everybody. To the com- like he said, to the complete strangers, he's an awesome communicator. To the ones that, that care, he's a bad communicator. And how do you break that through? You know, either someone is just hiding it or the person struggles to explain it outwardly. And then, like, just go talk to them. It's not a fucking solution. Hey, if you spot somebody, snitch on them. That's not exactly a solution either. At some point, like, each one of us, like, have to look themselves in the mirror and then either get help or, like, get out of their shell. I mean, I'm not, I'm not downplaying the depression and then the pressure, anxiety, and all that stuff. But in the end, it's, it's cured by those that actually experience it. And then the surrounding peripherals, the support, your friends, family members that care about you are just the supporting agents in the end. They're not the main actors. They're the main supporters at best. And what does it say here from the cut? The recent data from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention show that the suicide rates are on the rise across the United States. They haven't for nearly two decades, with more than 30% increase more than half of the states. Uh, wow. So, I mean, I guess America is becoming Japan. And the biggest change was for middle-aged women, 45 to 64. Oh, Jesus. That lot of single ladies here in that group. The suicide rates rose 60%. Though the study does not establish any direct cause for the increase, and according to CDC, very few suicides are attributed to any one cause. Yeah, so it's like stress is likely a contributing factor, especially for women. I mean, I don't know. Coming from a country where suicide, like Korea and Asia, like where suicide is like so damn fucking common or covers so damn much, I'm just like, yeah, it's just like, I don't know, Ben. Like, I. It has to be an invi- inviting environment for people to openly talk about. Or like, stress is, of course it's a stress main factor. Whether it's like a high school stress from 13 Reasons Why. Stress of fucking eating nonsensical food and try to please everybody like Anthony Bourdain did. Kate Spade, I have no fucking idea what the stress she went through. Given that she was an artist and a designer, I, like, I cannot imagine. I cannot comprehend. I won't be. But... That's something like that gets creativity out of them to that level at that it's just like as as far as it drives them, they fall hard too. Maybe that's I don't know what happened with Kate Spade, but that's my complete like <laughs> shot in the dark guess. But I don't know. Like, hey, prevent it, prevent it, and then get people out of it. And then I'm like, I think everybody needs to be fucking nice to each other. And even, and if you if you're struggling, you shouldn't be afraid to say I'm fucking struggling, and then people should be open to listen, and say I am fucking struggling. Hey, just vent it out on me. And f- last few years, I realized that like, as much as I vent out, I expect people to vent back, and I am like I'm willing to listen. I'll be honest. I what I learned the last few years. My God, I'm really going off tangent here. It's like, I I learned that I want to give because I, 
I made enough. I spent enough. You know? Some people don't want to give. And then I find that very sad. And it's just that because I don't care about you. I don't love you. I don't feel like caring for you. But at the same time, I'm like, it's okay. I'll, I'll still be here. You're like guy or a girl or whoever. I don't care. Just like, because I don't know. Maybe I'm, I, even though when I run a project or program, I genuinely care about people. I cannot, I cannot just white lie and move on. I really don't. I really can't. That's not my style. At the same time, I get really blunt. But I don't know. I, what did my sister say? I carry the heart of my sleeves. I mean, I do that with everything. And then I try to manage that, especially like the heated moment. But for every single person, even like, like whoever is listening to this, five of you are still listening to this. I'm just like, I do care for you if you reach out. I will listen. Because I don't know, there aren't too many good people out there and then at least i want to say hey you know what at least that's a column or the the rock that can lean on you know as a friend or whatever so i get really disappointed when people when i try to reach out and people don't reach out back and then i think about oh maybe i i reached out too aggressively kind of thing i think about that now but i think we need to be more proactive about and honest with each other that goes with all the politics and Trump and shit. People are ang- people are stressed. People have anxieties. People don't think there's no tomorrow. People are always pressured to make it this far. Look this good. Have this selfie. Have this Instagram post. Get this many likes. Get the spotlight. And media is co- constantly amplifying this certain standard of beauty or the success or the opulence or whatever. And... Sometimes you need to get away from it and then just say, you know what? And then people feel stressed to work towards it and meet the certain bar. And I'm like, you know what? Like, you got to you gotta be honest once in a while too with yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror and then say what you really think about yourself, not other people. You know? That goes with the fucking fat shaming yourself in the front of the mirror when you work out. That really motivates you, believe it or not. You, like, when I was losing weight, I was like, you fat piece of shit. You didn't do shit except drinking half the Jack Daniels by yourself. Why the fuck did you do that? Why the fuck did you do that? That six hours that you drank, you could have spent an hour running. Or 30 minutes, 10 minutes doing fucking push-ups. And then, like, you keep, like, fucking talk shit about yourself. And then you feel bad. But at the same time, you feel refreshed. And then you go, like, alright, I let it out of the system. Let's go figure this shit out. You know? I don't know. Maybe that's just me. And then maybe I'm like really downplaying it. But I sometimes... You gotta have an environment where you can vent it out. And... Also... Be willing to listen to the vent. Just like... That's what everybody needs. And then that's why high school's fucking nasty at times. Like in the 13 Reasons Why. My god, there's rape involved. Jesus Christ. We need better education. We need better fucking parents. And then all the parents are like, my kid never did that. My kid never did that. I'd be like, I would look back and be like, uh, you know what? Like, uh, uh, I could believe it. You know, I was like, grass is always greener. <laughs> From my fucking yard. Um, so I'm just like, whatever, man. I, that's, why, that's why never the, like, the most optimistic approach is not the best thing. Like the, what is that? Oliver Berkman's book, The Hater's Guide to Find Happiness. 
like the stoicism and all that, I go like, you know what? Like, ah, maybe it's not that good today. Oh, it wasn't so bad today. You know, that kind of thing. Maybe that's an Asian way of doing it, but I, I just like go that way. Sometimes I go like, this is why like positivity is like everything. Positivity is not a good thing. It's like because you crash hard downward. It's like everyone, like just like buttering you up. It's like sweet talking you over all positivity. It's like sometimes you know the doors are reality. You know, sometimes you need that with yourself, and you gotta be. While you listen and open to other people, uh, be open to help those people to prevent suicide and all that. I feel like each one of us need to get out of the fucking shell. Whether it's through art, song, podcast, letters, writing, blogging, Instagram post. I don't know. Just like fent it out somewhere. It just makes it healthier. It's like, what is it? Like men generally are like told to keep their emotions in check and they keep it all inside and that's why they die fast like yeah that's what happens like cry it out dude and then like wail it out and that if you don't do that you're losing like your that's the stress that's slowly killing you and that probably gets you into depression too it's like get it out of the fucking system you know it's like walk off the set take a vacation i don't know just sometimes you gotta let it out of the system you know do the net flanders exploding moment but anyways, I, I don't know what the point of that was. I guess the main conclusion is look at yourself in the mirror. Yell some shit about yourself and then just listen to it. The reason that I record this shit is also listen back and then I and sometimes I hear myself in a different voice and then it really helps me. Maybe you do that too. And then you don't have to share it like I do. It's just like for my own fucking shits and giggles. I read some of my old diaries and handwriting. I look at it and I go like that was me, man. And then, like, look how far I've come. You know? I really don't understand. I, I found some of the stuff, like, letter to myself in the future. That's better than the letter to yourself in the past, which I don't understand. It already fucking happened. It's a pretentious bullshit. If, like, like, letter to my 20-year-old self. Why? Why don't you write a letter to a 40-year-old self if you're 25? And then say, here are the goals that I have when I was 25. Did you make it? Or how did it change? I think that's more of a realistic reflection that really helps you rather than looking back and be like, don't do this when you're 20. Don't do this when you're 25. Don't do this when you're 19. Think smaller. I'm like, it's too late, bud. You're like, you're already this far. You, you are comfortable enough to write it. Stop feeding your ego. Don't, don't, talk, don't talk down to yourself like that or talk down to young people that way. You know? So anyways... I don't know. There's a bit of a self-motivation speech right there for all of you. Get out there. Talk shit about yourself. And whoever ever comes near you that would care for you and be there for you, please don't push them away. Please don't. Like You need them. They're your true friends and your allies the rest of your lives. And then picking them out, of course, is a task. But you'll see who your true friends and allies are through your dark times. And then willing, be willing to open up. If these people are willing to listen to you, you know, they're, the, they're your life buddies. And then I've had a few of those. I learned that the last month or so. And then uh, I thank all of you. You know who you are. So anyways, I want to end it on that happy note. Sorry for the delay. I'm going to post this early, although I said June 20th. And uh, yeah, let me know what you think. I... I, I I don't care. It's getting a bit a very uppity message these days. <laughs> Maybe I'm reaching the end of a hater phase of my life. 
Oh, maybe that maybe that's what happens for my thirtieth birthday. As soon as like the three zero hits in about a month, I go like, you know what? I am old now. And then like this is the end. This is the end. This is the ending. This is the end. I don't know. Or like a like a Taylor Swift song. Look what you made me do. Maybe that's what it is. You know what? Maybe that that's a song. That'll be the that'll be the if you ever hear that as an intro song, look what you made me do. You know that is the last episode of this thing. So anyways, uh go go talk to your friends. Whoever seems depressed even though if they're not depressed or something, once in a while, just ask, Hey, how you doing, man? No, how you really doing? You know? How about your drink? Come on. Let's do this. Alright? Anyways. Thanks for listening. We'll check back next week. Oh, next week might be tough. I might be in Canada, but I'm not sure yet. So we'll figure that out. And uh, I'll see you back here when the summer really begins. Bye.